everybody welcome to another episode episode 92 <laughs> of creators outlet right here on the creators outlet youtube channel and outright geekery facebook and youtube channel don't forget to if you're on youtube don't forget to smash that like button uh and if you're on my youtube channel creators outlet please subscribe we need subscribers <laughs> I need uh, 900 and 44 subscribers before my channel is monetized. So it's going to be a you're long getting close. It, oh, yeah. Oh, you're getting close, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm up to 66. Like a couple weeks ago, I only had 29. Then, like, all of a sudden, mm -hmm. I look and I got all these other people. And, you know, so... If you're on, if you're watching this on Facebook, uh, then it means you're either watching it on one of the uh, creators outlet links I shared around, or you're actually watching it on the Outright Geekery channel. If you're watching it on the Outright Geekery channel, uh, click click the like and uh, click the follow uh, thumb at the very top of the page. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, uh, and comment. So we can talk to you during the show. Yeah, we'll take questions. I'm, I'm happy to answer some questions. Yeah, good. And uh, treat it like a Reddit. Ask me anything, man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you some answers. Yeah, and if <laughs> if you're listening to this on ageofradio.org, where the Creators Outlet podcast is available for audio downloads from episodes 40 on up. If you want to see any of the visuals that we're showing tonight, then uh, please search uh, Creators Outlet on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, smash the like button, comment, and watch and share and tell all your other uh, pop culture nerdy geeky friends to, uh, you know, come watch the thousands of hours of uh, seemingly you know, entertainment on, uh, on my channel. <laughs> and uh, away we go. We welcome back once again our friend Rich Davis, the creator of Cult of Dracula, now with Source Point Press. Yes, sir. Hey, man. Good to How see you, you again. Yeah, you too, man. And that gorgeous variant cover up in poster form behind your head. Yes, I love yeah. that thing, Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's good, to be the, it's good to be the king, right? 
<laughs> yes, it is. That's uh, Shannon Mayer's uh, B cover for Cult of Dracula. Um, that is actually up for FOC in Diamond's previews right now. So if there's any comic book shop owners watching out there, uh, you've got until midnight on Monday to get your orders in for that gorgeous, gorgeous poster uh, right behind me here. Um, and uh, they're order all you want. We're just doing an A and a B cover through previews. Uh, the A cover by Gula Nimeth and the B cover by Shannon Mayer. Um, each one of them, each one of those brilliantly talented artists is doing a cover for each uh, issue of Cult of Dracula. And they'll all combine to make a beautiful, beautiful set once it's all finished. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, if you're a comic book shop owner or if you shop at a local comic book shop, make sure you go to your store and uh, ask them to put the orders in for Cult of Dracula number one before FOC at midnight on Monday. And we always want to support our local comic shops. Absolutely, man. You know, um, before we were all locked down, that was the coolest place to hang out ever. Absolutely. And, you know, the local comic book shop market is absolutely, it, it's the heart of the comic book collecting hobby. It's the foundation of the industry. Um, none of this happens without local comic book shop retailers. And I am so glad that so many of them um, have come together to support Cult of Dracula. Um, you know, this book's success is as much their success as, as it is mine. Because really, um, I'm here where I am today. I'm here talking to you. Uh, because those uh, early local comic book shops came behind me and supported me and turned Cult of Dracula into kind of an underground hit, which allowed it to move to a larger publisher at SourcePoint Press. And now um, we're, uh, we're looking um, at being the largest um, number one launch in SourcePoint Press history. So, um, and none of that happens without local comic book shops um, and local comic book shop fans supporting us. Um, we're just, it's wouldn't happen. We wouldn't be here. And Wolf, Wolf and Tails says, greetings, mortals. <laughs> hey, what's up, Wolf? And how are you? This dude is a, he is a super fan of the book, man. He's a, I think he's bought every possible cover and he has been supporting me since the very beginning. So I'm glad you, glad you logged into the podcast, man. Yes, welcome. Hopefully, you'll have many uh, quirky uh, comments and uh, and questions, even. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> as some some people may or may not know, this book started at a different publisher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we started at a publisher called Second Sight Studios, um, and we were able to release. Uh, do a limited release through them uh, to a few stores um, across the country. And, um, you know, we sold um, we sold quite a few issues, um, but it got to a point where Second Sight felt like they had taken the book as far as they possibly could. Um, and so they were very supportive of me uh, taking the book to a larger publisher um, with more resources and um, a larger disconnection. Um, and ultimately, um, I was very happy to end up at SourcePoint Press. And, um, you know, so now we are re-releasing remastered editions of 
uh, issues one and two. Uh, we're releasing those through Diamond. Um, issue one, like I said, is up for FOC right now in previews. Um, and issue two is in the uh, current issue of Previews Magazine. Um, so they picked up those two and then they're going to release issues three through six after that. And uh, SourcePoint recently exercised their option to pick up the final two volumes of uh, the Cult of Dracula saga, I guess you would say. So uh, we're going to release uh, Rise of Dracula in January of 2022 and Reign of Dracula in January 2023. So, um, yeah, we've, we've, we've grown quite a bit since the last time I was here chatting with you. And Wolfen just said, I am indeed casting the pods. <laughs> He's going to crack me up throughout this whole thing. Well, Wolf, and make sure uh, later on tonight you uh, you go to uh, ageofradio.org and look look for this goofy cartoon version of me under under new under new shows. I should be in the geek listing, but for some reason they haven't put me in the geek listing. I I, uh, I sent him a, a slightly polite but ang angry note. Uh, hey, how come I'm not in the geek listing? Like, get me on there. I need this. It's like, <laughs> what am I? You know, not as geeky as you because you have two podcasts and I have, wait, wait, I do have two podcasts. Why am I not on the geeky part? <laughs> I go, is, is it because I have more downloads than you in like, you know, a month and a half that I've been on there? <laughs> he goes, ah, you're an ass. I go, I know. <laughs> it, it's part of my Bostonian charm. Yep. You know, you meet somebody, you go, hey, where are you from? New York. <laughs> <laughs> the rivalry is real. <laughs> oh, don't you know it? <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, and because uh, my Bruins, are, like, like I own the team, uh, my Bruins are uh, number one at the Atlantic Division right now. So all right. I'm, I'm all excited. Right, absolutely. You have not been crowned by the king of geeks, Rich Davis. <laughs> I, I um, I don't know, King Richard. That has a that has a nice ring to it. I used but to go I, to I, I used to go to your fair in my younger days. Uh, <laughs> I think I read a play once about a King Richard. I think they uh, I think they beheaded him or something. So maybe, uh, maybe I don't maybe I don't want to be King Richard. <laughs> Well, uh, out here in Carver, Mass, uh, going towards the Cape, going towards Cape Cod, uh, they every year they used to have uh, King Richard's Fair. Ah, okay. it, it's, it still goes on, but every year it gets more and more expensive to walk through the walk through the gates. And I'm like, oh, mm, that makes it hard. The, the king doth tax us till we're dead. <laughs> See, that's why you need to just go to your local comic book shop and it's free to walk through those doors and you can pick up mm -hmm. all kinds of awesome books really, really cheap. <laughs> Which head? Whichever one was swollen at the time. Right. <laughs> you know, so there are still a couple of places where you can get the first first edition of mm -hmm. cult of dracula, cult of dracula. and but the new source point press cult of dracula 
has got a bunch of extra pages. Mm -hmm. Like got some Dresden and updated art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Dresden case files, but but for uh, Van Helsing. Exactly. And um, and we did we fixed a lot of the art and updated uh, the interior art, fixed some things that Henry wasn't really happy with in the beginning. Um, and uh, and then also um, brand new cover art by Gula Nemeth and Shannon Mayer. And then we've um, we've been working with some amazing artists for some retailer exclusive variants. Um, uh, so those are available through some of our retail partners. We've got covers by Carla Cohen, uh, Alex Regal, um, and uh, just there's several others. Uh, there's some just absolutely brilliant art out there for uh, for the new SourcePoint press books. And one of the big things prior to SourcePoint that that launched this book into, dare I say, cult status was... <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, see? Oh, wow. He, he actually was a DJ. He can segue yeah. once <laughs> in a while. Most of my segues are terrible, so... Um, but one of the things was that there was an uber cool variant set cover mm -hmm. and a certain comic book app shouted out Collector. Key Collector. <laughs> yep. Uh, shouted out from the rooftops that this book is going to be hot. And it blew it blew out of what oh. was it Scorpion? Uh, uh, yes, the Alan Qua variant. Holy yeah. cow! That that's the Alan Qua variant at, sold out like what you said twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, about twenty minutes. Um, it just blew out the doors. Um, and yeah, Key Collector, uh, man, those guys over there have been great in supporting us. Uh, Nick has been awesome. And once they caught wind of the book and saw what we were doing and, um, you know, saw what the book was about and then really um, kind of got to talking to me about, uh, you know, uh, my work ethic for promoting the comic. Um, you know, they, they saw a lot of potential here. And so they put us on uh, their future keys section of the key collector app. And from that point on, it's just been a rocket ride to the, to the moon, man. We we're rising faster than GameStop stock. Um, and, uh, so, um, and you know, that's really, that's how we became, you know, we kind of developed this really cool underground vibe, um, you know, and people who knew about it, um, they were kind of in on, uh, on what was going on and, um, you know, they, uh, they supported us and kept making us rise and rise and rise. And, um, now, you know, we're with a major publisher, we're in previews, we're going to be hitting, you know, comic book store shelves nationwide on March 31st. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it all, you know, it all happened. A, a lot of key players contributed to this, um, you know, the local comic book shop owners, the online fans, um, key collector and, uh, man, it's just been, it's been really cool. Oh yeah. Here we go from Wolfen again. Brave Knight, what is your name? I am Sir Circums. I am Sir Circumcision. Circumcision. <laughs> uh, he's got jokes. <laughs> you know, man, if that doctor had sneezed, you you would have been Sir Shorty. 
<laughs> That's funny. You um, would have had to hang out with Louis DeVito or something, you know? <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, the uh, Alan Qua variant at Scorpion Comics. Uh, Alan's doing a series um, as well. Um, he's doing all six covers. Um, so Scorpion, since we've chatted, not only have they sold out their number one covers uh, by Alan, they also sold out their number two covers in about 20 minutes. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, Shannon's cover, um, the, the Chromium and Virgin variant of that went live on the Comic Mint, um, and they sold out really fast. Um, I think they sold out in under an hour. Um, and uh, Sin City Comics sold out of their uh, their beautiful haunting cover by Korean artist Sehun Young, um, sold out in about half an hour as well. So there's a lot of buzz um, for uh, for the variant covers of Cult of Dracula, and they they just keep selling out everywhere. Um, you can go to eBay and find them, but they're a couple hundred bucks already. So yeah, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to just go with the regular covers. <laughs> <laughs> But we've got a lot more uh, variant covers coming out from retailers. Um, you know, one of the things we wanted to do with SourcePoint was uh, really build strong relationships with our retail partners and do things that would help them be profitable by selling the book. So we did these um, exclusive covers with, um, you know, with some of them. And we've been really supporting them and marketing it. And um, it's been very, very successful for them. And so, you know, if the local comic book shops are successful uh, carrying the book, then that means we're going to be more successful and we're going to be able to keep making the books. So, um, again, can't say enough how grateful we are to the local comic book shop owners out there who have uh, really, really supported Cult of Dracula throughout this whole thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, is there a... Uh filmage production in the way too? Actually, yes, there is. Um, we are in development. Um, we signed um, signed a deal with a uh, with a company called Shore Pictures, uh, producer Jerry Carita. Um, Shore Pictures um, is, and the crew there, uh, they're primarily known for their work um, in reality television with um, History Channel and Discovery Network and AMC, things like that. They, uh, they're the people behind uh, AMC's Comic Book Men. Um, which was really awesome. And um, so they've also uh, got a lesser known um, kind of up and coming uh, scripted uh, film division as well. And uh, Jerry um, was very passionate about uh, Cult of Dracula. And um, so we signed an agreement with them and he is, he is taking it um, and creating uh the development process for a film project is pretty long. It, it doesn't happen oh, quickly. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, but, uh, you know, he, we've spent uh, several months putting together um, what we want to do with the project um, and, you know, budgets and things like that. And now uh, now we're moving kind of into the next phase where he's taking it to different networks and um, negotiating with the streaming services. Um, he's ha got a great relationship with um, with uh, Netflix and Hulu and Shutter. Uh, Screenbox is another uh, thing that he's worked with. So you know, I think Jerry's got the right connections um, and to really take this thing um, you know and get it out there. So um, and if he doesn't, well, there's been interest from a lot of other producers too. So. <laughs> Hey, Wolfen says uh, should get the studio behind uh, Bloodshot for the movie. Ah, yeah, be awesome. Maybe we can get Vin Diesel to star in it too. 
Couldn't you get somebody good? Nah. I like Vin. I, I I still I have a soft spot for him because of the Riddick movies. I love those. Yeah, those are were, some guilty pleasures. Yeah, they were so they were so bad, and I'm like, you know, my eyes are bad, so I'm like, you know, even like years ago, I'm, you know, where I refused to wear glasses, and now I <laughs> can't see a TV screen if I don't. Um, right. But uh, I I bought them because I thought the covers looked rad, and I put mm-hmm. them in. I go. I can't see a single thing happening in this movie. <laughs> Too dark. And my buddy's like, goes, um, he he can see in the dark, and he's on a planet that's purged in in in, in the darkness." And I'm like, "Wait, is is this movie kind of like the opposite of the Snowbird cover from Alpha Flight?" <laughs> yes. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, man, oh man. Ooh, burn. Though Vin is awesome. He is a D&D nerd. Yes. yes. He he gets props for that. Like, yep. I I wanted to buy D, D&D stuff when I was a kid cuz it had just come out, you know, mm-hmm. cuz I'm freaking old. Uh and there was like a there was like a, a tiny hobby shop across from my middle school that that was carrying it. And uh I would go in there like every day after school and like look at the books, be like, Can I look at this? You again? Mm-hmm. You my yeah. mom won't my mom won't give me this kind of money to buy a book. She'll she'll, <laughs> she'll give me she'll give me fifty cents to buy a comic, but she won't. She's not going to give me twenty dollars to buy this, and I showed it to one, one day. Just so like all the demons and everything, and my uh-huh. mom, my mom, you know, my whole family are, you know, they're all pretty much, you know, devote Christians. So it's like, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> yeah. Back when uh, the Satanic Panic, when people thought D and D was teaching children to. Uh, uh, to um, you know, worship the devil and summon demons and everything, and mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> people didn't realize it was a game. <laughs> it, it's a game. It's fantasy. Join us. D and D on Discord is the way to go in the time of COVID. Actually, I do that when I have the time. Mm. Uh, there's a uh, there's a video game group. I I joined one of their guilds for. Uh, a D&D-ish video game, uh, Neverwinter. Oh, yeah. No, yes, yes. Great game. So I play Neverwinter online, and it's a great game because it is free. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's not, free. if it's not free, I'm probably not going to be playing it. <laughs> um, you know, Saving all go, your money for comic books. Exactly. Unless it goes on sale <laughs> for, like, you know, under ten dollars, you know, and it's going to be like a really good game, right. or you know, even a bad Batman game. Because uh, I bought a couple of them. Sorry <laughs> that I am. Uh, but uh, so this group does D and D on on Saturday nights, like from like eight to ten, unless uh-huh. there's a unless there's a uh, a meeting in the guild that it, you know, they cut it short and come back. Nice. Uh, Wolfen is 
DM for West Marches style server. It's a good way to practice my writing. Very good, Absolutely. sir. Yeah, actually, you know, it is, um, you know, plant DMing and, you know, it's very similar to creating a comic book and writing a comic book script, um, you know, because you've got to create worlds and you've got to create characters and encounters and things like that. So absolutely, I can see that being very beneficial um, to an aspiring writer. Yeah, I, I can't. I won't DM. <laughs> I won't even try because then I'm actually not playing the game. Right. Yeah, you're controlling the game, you know. And I'm, con I'm controlling the game, to... and then I have to know stuff about the game. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't want to go that far. <laughs> you know, half the stuff I just make, you know, half the stuff I, I make up or I've memorized, or I'll just, you know, or I'll just ask one of the other other guys that has been, do you know, playing for like, you know, 30 years mm -hmm. and still living at home with his mother. Uh, and his mother plays too, so it's kind of it's kind of funny. I Family make, affair. I make I make fun of him that you know his mother might take it easier on him in the game if you know he ever moved out of her you know basement and mm -hmm. and and she laughs and then starts making fun of her own son and mm -hmm. that's fun for me. But absolutely, you know, welcome to D and D, mother. <laughs> bleeper, bleeper. There's a fair amount of that in D&D for sure. Uh, I'm playing a campaign right now. Um, well, we've been on hiatus for a little while, but um, I've got a fantastic DM. Um, he moved to Knoxville recently from uh, the Seattle area. And I am having oh, the absolute most. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm having the absolute most fun uh, playing D&D right now that I ever have. I'm playing a, essentially a Witcher style character. So um and um, we're in a Forgotten Realms campaign, and it's it's so much fun, um, and uh, I love the game. And yeah, you know, just like oh, yeah. Wolfen said, it's 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 inspirational. It, it, it helps sharpen uh, my skills as a writer. I think you know, even um, you know, even as a player, um, you know, you're creating a character with a backstory, and you're you're trying to you know you trying to we actually role play um in in our game so you know you're trying to speak in that character's voice so yeah you know uh, for writers i think <clears throat> i think dungeons and dragons uh role playing tabletop games like that i think they're fantastic uh for developing your skills oh yeah uh the the conan uh, rpg is amazing mm -hmm. and now i caught wind <clears throat> Of a Stargate One RPG, yeah, I've heard about that. Uh, it um. just it just finished, and I clicked on the "Ask Me More" button, <laughs> and all I got was "Sure, here you go." And they give me a link to the Kickstarter, which ended like months ago, and I'm like, "Well, this doesn't do me any good." Because I can't get it now. This is an Indiegogo. I can't. I can't buy it now. Um, and the only thing I, I despise about games that they launch on Kickstarter and Indiegogo is the fact that, uh, the only place you can get, usually get them is Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Right. And if you miss they, out, you miss out. They don't, they don't get mass marketed to game stores. <clears throat> yep. So, you know, you can't go into a game store and get it. And it, they had like the, they had like the regular, big book for it. 
uh, for like fifty dollars, and the uh, the special cover, which mm-hmm. you know looked pretty cool. It was like all black, and it had the Stargate in the in the middle. You know, all in all embossed with the like all the italic stuff, and it looked it looked really cool, but. It it didn't look like $185 worth of cool. Right. You know, and, you know, crowdfunding, you know, social media um, and, uh, you know, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, uh, things like that. They're they're providing incredible outlets for um, creators to reach their readers, um, their market in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was developing Cult of Dracula, we... You know, we considered going the uh, the Kickstarter route, um, you know, because when we went from having several publishers interested in the book to COVID hitting and all of a sudden nobody was printing new comics anymore. So we had no publishers interested. And we were thinking at that point, like, well, maybe we'll go to we'll go the Kickstarter route. You know, maybe we'll sell 500 to 1,000 copies, you know, and that'll be that. But at least we got it out there. Um but you know, I'm very happy that we ended up with SourcePoint Press so that we could get out nationwide through previews and be distributed by Diamond and get into comic book stores all over the mm-hmm. U.S. But um, you know, we wouldn't have been able to reach that same market saturation had we gone the Kickstarter route first. So um, I'm glad that um, I'm glad we were able to get the, go through the more traditional routes. But I also see a lot of benefits to uh, you know to people. You know, there's really no wrong way to get your book out there. Um, I guess is oh, the yeah. to what I'm trying to say. Um, and um, so it's never been a better time to be a fan of comic books because you can find them in so many different places and access them in so many different ways. I mean, you can pick up the floppy copies. You can pick up graphic novels and trade paperbacks. You can buy digital. You can go. You can go through Kickstarter, Indiegogo, crowdfunding. You know, we have access to so many options that you know when you you know when we were growing up, they just didn't exist. You know, you had one choice, and if you missed it, you missed it. <laughs> so, uh, we nerds today, uh, we are so lucky. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, for all those people that are watching on Creators Outlet YouTube channel, please smash that like button. Uh, throw, throw some comments in, uh, you know, questions, what have you. Just, you know, maybe just say hi. And uh, and please subscribe. Hey, it worked. Somebody actually did smash the like button. <laughs> hey, isn't it great to watch the numbers go up like that live? Yeah, it went from one to two. <laughs> Hey, all right. Come on, third person. I see you. <laughs> We're going to help you. Hey, I have doubled your audience um, on that uh, on that platform just by being here today. So you're oh. welcome. Okay. <laughs> we'll have you on more often now. <clears throat> yeah. If I double it every time, eventually you're yeah. going to be like a rock star. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, a rock star in a wheelchair. But, you know, it's motorized now. So that's, you know, that's cool. You know, now yeah. if they had just now if they just put a manly horn on it, it just goes neat, neat. I'm like, oh, can I replace that with an air horn or something? Or maybe one <laughs> of the old, maybe one of the old antique truck horns. You know, the Auga. That's awesome. You know, that, I, I would dig that, that. That would make more sense for me because you know, I'm a big guy. So yeah. So Wolfen says 2021 is going to be insane for comics. People have spent more time reading in 2020 
And now conventions are starting back up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, once it's safe, a lot of potential. Very Absolutely. true. Sir. Very true. Yeah, I can't wait to um, kind of hit the convention circuit. Um, you know, as long as uh, things get safe and the conventions are back, um, you know, I intend to hit up everyone that I can um, to promote the book and promote, you know, what I'm doing and promote SourcePoint, um, you know, because uh, SourcePoint's putting out some incredible books. Um, you know, they're, they're, in my opinion, the best genre publisher um, in the business. You know, they, they focus on horror, sci-fi, fantasy, and pulp books. You know, that, that's basically all they do. And they put out some just fantastic work. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to be able. Hey, what's up, Brian Wayne? How are you, man? Hey, Brian um, Wayne from the Cheers to Podcast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to, to hit up the conventions. I'm uh, I'm hoping maybe I'll get to be a, be a guest at DragonCon this year and some of the conventions that I've gone to as a fan um, that I just love being there. Um, it's going to be really kind of cool to be able to be on the other side of the table. I know some of the smaller conventions have started back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw I saw a video from uh, Roland Mann, who's been on a few times from uh, from Silverline Comics, and they did a show uh, in his area in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And they they did a thing about you know they they had like a little space between the tables, unless it was like a grouping, like he had like two or three people with him under under his banner. For different books and uh mm-hmm. but each table had to have like one of those big pump jars of hand sanitizer and oh yeah was, everybody mm-hmm. was masked up and uh it did my heart good to see absolutely nobody social distancing oh <laughs> that's right Ming- mingle with your comic friends what's the worst you can get con crud <laughs> oh don't you wish we could go back to the days where the worst you could get was con crud <laughs> it's like you know Welcome to COVID. <laughs> you said, what could be worse than con crud? And, this. and somebody <laughs> said, hold my beer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's going to oh, be Oh, Brian got some Cult of Dracula number twos in the mail yesterday. Yeah. Brian was uh, one of the early supporters of the book. So um, one of the really cool things about... Um, the way SourcePoint handled the transition from our original publisher was uh, they agreed to fulfill all of the existing orders for Cult of Dracula number two. So if you were a retailer out there who had placed an order uh, for Cult of Dracula number two with our previous publisher, um, once the uh, once the rights, the publishing rights transition to SourcePoint Press, uh, SourcePoint took it and they didn't want those retailers to get screwed. You know, they wanted to make sure they were taken care of. And um, so SourcePoint um, printed all of those books and shipped them out to the uh, to the retailers who uh, who have been supporting us from the beginning. So. Um, so, yeah, you can get some copies of number one and number two out there right now. Um, and then the remastered editions are um, available for order in uh, Diamond's Previews magazine. Um, issue number one's up for FOC, uh, which ends midnight on Monday. Uh, and uh, issue two is in the current issue of Previews. So they'll start hitting store shelves um, in March and April, respectively, and then for the next six months after that. Um, so, so yeah, um, I, hope, uh, I hope you enjoyed it, Brian. Um, you'll also discover when you go through your copies of number two that there is actually a printing error 
So if, uh, if there are collectors listening out there, pay attention to this. Um, Cult of Dracula number two, um, the standard edition has a printing error toward the end. One of the uh, one of the pages got double printed. So, um, you know, might make it a little rarer collector's item for people. Wolf and Source Point Press saw they had something special. Rich is on his way to the top. <laughs> Man, I sure hope so. Um, you is know, that, I, I don't that know because when... you're in the basement right now. Yeah, I mean, there's nowhere to go but up from here. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know when my 15 minutes of fame is going to be up. But uh, I'm enjoying every second of it while I can. Ho um, hopefully, not for a while. You know, because you know, I hope so. I hope I'm in. I'm. I hope I'm at about 30 seconds right now. But who knows? I might be at like. 14 minutes and 58 seconds. And if, if that, if that's the case, I've had a good ride. I've had fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, like this past, uh, this past year, uh, you know, 2020 into this year has, has been a real resurgence of, you know, horror films and stuff. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and horror programs. <clears throat> um, I just, I just caught and watched, uh, the first episode of Clarice. Oh, how was it? I haven't seen it yet. Uh it was it was pretty good. Uh the girl that's playing her is no Jodie Foster, but you know. Uh, who is, you know? Well, you it's know It's hard to follow Jody, man. <laughs> you know, once when I was ten I had that Dutch boy haircut too. So other than that, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean the product the production value on the show is like it's great. Yeah. I'm yeah, looking so. forward to watching that. I'm I'm a huge uh, fan of the the Hannibal Lecter universe, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I've seen all the films. I watched uh, the television adaptation of Hannibal, which I thoroughly enjoyed, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to checking Clarice out um, as soon as I get the time. But finding yeah. the time right now is difficult because you know I'm spending most of my days in my office writing. And then I'm spending my evenings doing podcasts and promoting and doing everything I can to get Cult of Dracula out there. So um, eventually I'll be able to watch television again. So, yeah, you know, one day, you know, 2035 or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'll be, you know, on one of the, on one of those special apps that you can catch up on TV. Right. Yeah. I mean, by that time, maybe I'll just be able to download them to my brain and I can watch them when I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> I can watch them while I'm writing. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you can watch it off of one of those chips that the government wants to put in us. Absolutely. Hey, it, you know what? If they give me free cable TV in my brain, I'll take one of the chips. I'm yeah. good with that. Well, there's got, there's <laughs> got to be a way. You know, there's a way to hack it. Uh, yeah. You know. Wolfen says, Hara is a way of processing through the fantastical and very real traumas and emotions we experience in everyday life. A uh, little wonder it's grown this past year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, horror series have grown in uh, all like the, all like the small press publishers. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. dare I say cult of Dracula at source point press. Ding, 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 ding. If only they gave me a shiny nickel every time I said their name. Uh, um, Say it enough, they just might. <laughs> I'll be like, can you get that guy to shut up? 
They're not paying him. Um, uh, um, Scout has had a met, you know, tremendous success this year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, they're you know they're growing, and it, it seems like you know every six weeks they're announcing you know another title that just got picked up for production. Yep. And uh, yeah, they, Scout's doing some, some great work. Oh yeah, they they've had some great uh, they've had some great horror you know horror themed books out. This past mm-hmm. year, uh, Vault Comics has one of my favorite horror books, The Plot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love The Plot. Great book. And I mean, if 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 you read The Plot, whether you bought it in floppies or or trade, you want to get the num the the number one special edition in black and white because mm. ho- good classic horror is made to be read in black and white. You know, you are uh, you and I are in total agreement on that. I actually wanted to do uh, Cult of Dracula in black and white in the beginning, um, and I'm very glad now that my good friend Joe Pruitt from Aftershock Comics talked me out of it. Not because um, you know, not because I don't appreciate black and white. I mean, I agree with you. Good classic horror should be in black and white. It just feels that vibe, you know. But um, black and white comics are very, very difficult to sell. And Joe sat me down and he said, "Look, if you go black and white, you're cutting your, you're going to cut your sales by about eighty percent. So mm-hmm. you need to, you need to hire a colorist." And so we did, yeah. and that's where we, we found Trevor Richardson. And um, Trevor's work has absolutely elevated um, Cult of Dracula to an entirely new level. Um, so I'm very glad Joe gave me that advice. About uh, it's been almost two years ago since uh, he sat me down and told me that. So I'm very, very grateful to him. Well, what you can always do after this first arc is done, uh, if if it's such a big seller as I, I believe it will be, oh, yeah. uh, maybe Source Point, Point will let you go back and do a director's cut mm. with, where you can write up a whole kind of like prose thing and notes of, you know, where everything's coming and going and mm-hmm. do a director's cut in black and white. I would love that. That would be fantastic, man. That would, um, you know, um, just to be able, because, you know, when I'm creating this stuff, I mean, I've started to share some of it on the Cult of Dracula social media um, There you go, page. Black, White, and Red Special Edition. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, but I've started to share some of it on Cult of Dracula's Facebook and Instagram um, and things like that. But, you know, I'm one of those people who, and I do this in my D&D game, too. Um, I write these incredibly detailed backstories for all of the characters. And, you know, maybe 5% of what I write actually makes it into the comic. So most readers will never know all of the all of the backstory that I've created for the characters they're reading. But it helps me develop them and it helps me to... Uh, keep them real and conversational. So hopefully when they're interacting with one another in the book, um, they, you know, they sound like real people instead of, you know, stilted kind of, uh, you know, characters. Um, But uh, I would love to be able to do like, you know, if Cult of Dracula were to get to the point where we could, it it merited doing like a, like publishing um, a a Bible for, you know, um, just the histories of all the characters. Like, like if you remember the, um, the complete history of the Marvel universe uh, books, you know, um, I would love to do one of those. Yeah, exactly. 
love to get to a point where um, where people wanted that. So, you know, if people keep buying the book and if comic book stores keep ordering it, maybe maybe we will get to that point and be able to do a special edition like that because I am totally down. Oh, yeah, that would that would be that would be cool because I've, I've seen some some of like uh, the special editions, re-releases, uh, uh, director's cuts, what have you. And it's usually the creator, you know, being mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. would would do like an introdu- a special introduction. And in the back would be like, you know, notes, possibly like all those like, you know, cra- crazily detailed backstories, you know, mm-hmm. at least a small portion of them so they could, you know, understand the characters even yeah. at, at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know... Now the next thing I have to ask, uh, merchandising. Yeah. The Schwartz wants to know if you're merchandising. We, um, I would like to do like some t-shirts and things like that. Um, that's really a question for source point. We haven't really Mm -hmm. talked a whole lot about it. Um, but I know, I know that if the, if the demand is there, um, I know that we will do some things like that. Um, and, you know, we've I, I've bandied about some ideas about doing like T-shirts or, um, you know, hats or stickers or something like that. Uh, maybe some patches like that you sew on your book bag or your jacket. So it's definitely nothing happening Coffee right mugs. now. Coffee mugs. Those would be awesome. Um, but uh, nothing at the moment. But um, it, it's something that's been discussed. So hopefully, uh, possibly, you know, a statue or some action figures in the future. Yeah. You know, Hey, I, I really do hope that, um, cult of Dracula gets to that level of interest. Um, COVID, you know, cult of Dracula face mask. We did make some of those early on. Um, so there's probably, I think there's about a hundred of those floating around out there. So you might get lucky and see one. Um, but you know, they're the, 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 the cloth face masks mm-hmm. with the cult of Dracula logo on them. Um, those were pretty cool. We, um, uh, we, you, we made those during our, um, early launch, um, our kind of underground launch. And that was, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, to get to the point where, you know, people are asking for statues of characters that I've created, dude, that's, that's amazing. I, that would blow my mind. I, I, uh, I, I can't even ma- imagine how cool that would be. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, I actually have one of those. I don't have a COD face mask, unfortunately, but I do have one from. Uh, I backed uh, Austin Janowski's. Uh, yeah, zombies were human too. So uh-huh. I bought like I bought the digital, you know, because you know cash flow. Uh, yeah, but he had this thing where it was like a mini swag box for like 15 bucks and he'll mail you like this small box to your house with all kinds of like cool stuff in it. So I got like, you know, art posters and some of the art, some like mini print art posters, like oversized mm-hmm. postcards yeah. that, that were like swipes of, uh, of movie posters. Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, and then there was one that basically showed every single zombie that was in the book and numbered them. And on the back, it told you who they were. Oh, I love it. Austin's a talented dude, man. He oh really yeah. Is, so. Oh, he's a he's like just like a super nice guy. Yeah. Um, but the the face mask that he made, and luckily I got one. 
you put it on, and then when people look at you, it says future zombie. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's so, brilliant. So my doctors and nurses yesterday when I was making my making my rounds to all of them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I had to get court. I get every every like three months I get like a cortisone shot in each friggin' knee. Uh-huh. Um, cause I am, I am not a viable candidate for knee replacement. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I don't want that. Oh, okay. Well then I'm happy for you. <laughs> you know, so, uh, we, uh, she, and she's putting like, uh, there's, I call it, it's not Freon, but I still call it the Freon spray. They, yeah. they, they spray this stuff on your knee to numb up your knee. Well, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I can't feel anything halfway past my thigh on my right side. Oh, wow. Ooh. So, um, she's like, is that cold yet? Can you feel it? I go, no. He goes, well, this is kind of like the zombie level. I think this might be enough because now my thumb has gone completely numb. I can't feel it. So, <laughs> I go... I go, well, that he was, he was that, that I'm just going to call that the zombie level. I go, Oh, I thought you were reading my face mask that said future zombie. <laughs> and she cracked up. I go, I go, don't laugh until you're done with the needles. <laughs> so, you know, that, that got a good crack. I bet it did. <laughs> we don't have any left actually, man, unfortunately, but we may make some more. Uh, that's, that's definitely a possible, uh, Wolfen was asking if he could order them from uh, my comic book shop is uh, called Nirvana comics, um, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, and we had a lot of cult of Dracula stuff. Um, Imagine in the beginning, that. But, right. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, kind of connection with the guy who wrote it. So <laughs> yeah, but you know, but you know, maybe uh, maybe in the future do some more, uh, you know, a little different like COD mask and put the uh, put the store stamp logo in the corner. Yeah, that, that's something we'd love to do. Um, and um, you know, hopefully, if it continues to be a success, if more people log on to previews and order it for their local comic book stores, um, you know, maybe we'll be able to do things like that. I checked my main shop that I've been going to for thirty five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't veer off of anything that's usually not on FOC unless somebody looks through the catalog like right. a month in advance and comes in with a list. Then yep. he, you know, then he's more than happy to order it. Um, but I have a I have a secondary shop that I used to go and I used to buy wall books off them uh-huh. and uh, you know visit them. I became you know friendly with with one of the owners. It's like three owners. Um, they're all like wicked nice guys and they got, they got like a cool little store and they're always, they're always buying, uh, collections. So mm-hmm. their, their wall books are, you know, tremendous. Like the last good set section of wall books that I bought before my coma were, uh, you know, pretty much all from him. Nice. If I get the SFG logo, I could use the vinyl cutter to make my own. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, nobody's stopping you, but uh, I, I think uh, Rich might, uh, you know, need to get a couple of, you know, free swag ones for the employees. <laughs> right. If you're going to make them, send me at least two. Um. 
Um, but yeah, you know, the thing you brought up about the store that doesn't order anything that's not on FOC, um, it's amazing how many comic book stores out there um, don't order it unless, unless it's on FOC. And uh, so that was a really big deal. Um, Cult of Dracula is the first book, uh, I believe I'm saying this correctly, it's the first comic from SourcePoint Press to ever be included in FOC. So uh, the sales number, you know, so tremendous that Diamond felt like, hey, we need to give people a little more time to order this comic. Um, so they put it on FOC. And um, so it's on there. Issue number one's on FOC until Monday at midnight. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really big deal. So hopefully that uh, your main comic book shop will see it on there and, you know, pick up a couple copies. Yeah, because uh, they've got a couple. Uh, horror stuff sells pretty good. And, you know, there's a, there's a big hole in the horror market because, you know, no more Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, except for those completists that are like, but it's in color now. Gotta have that too. It's like, you know, <laughs> you can go you can go to the dollar store and get some crayons and put it in color yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard though. You know, it's really yeah, hard. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, tremendously hard. But I go, well, not if you buy like that big oversized number one issue that was made mm -hmm. for coloring. Oh yeah, now the walking dead coloring books, I love those. Those are amazing. Um, is a collected edition planned? I'm an yes. omnibus buyer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we uh, I was just talking with SourcePoint about that the other day, actually. So um, we're going to release uh, Cult of Dracula 1 through 6 in uh, trade paperback um, sometime later this year. And then once uh, we'll do that with uh, Rise of Dracula and Reign of Dracula as well. And then when the entire series is finished, uh, we do plan to release a uh, an omnibus um, edition of all three volumes. Because um, the way Cult of Dracula is written, it's always been written to be kind of inspired by the Hammer films um, mm -hmm. to be kind of a three part saga. Um, you know, the first volume is called Cult of Dracula. The second volume is called Rise of Dracula. And the third volume is called Reign of Dracula. And, you know, you can read just one. Or, uh, but you get the full story if you read all three, um, because it takes you through, um, you know, the characters. I can't tell you which which characters specifically, but the characters that you follow through all three, um, it takes you through an entire saga of their lives. Um, and um, so, you know, Cult of Dracula is a very small, intimate kind of Toby Hooper style story. You know, very Texas Chainsaw Massacre, focusing on this small group of people. Rise of Dracula is uh, it jumps uh, uh, 10 years into the future after the end of Cult of Dracula. And um, it becomes more of a John Carpenter style world. Um, and um, and then once that one's over, we're going to jump another 10 years into the future um, for Reign of Dracula. And it becomes a uh, kind of a Mad Max style world. So um, there's a there's a lot of reason to, uh, you know, to stay with the story through through from beginning to end. And uh, we'll definitely be getting those collected editions out uh, to readers um, soon. Now, with the <clears throat> trades that will be coming out for each volume, mm -hmm. um, would any of those possibly be in hardcover or are they all going to be soft? That I don't know. Um, I'll have to discuss that. that. That's a discussion we'll, I'm sure, uh, we'll have with the folks from SourcePoint, um, you know, between now and then. Um, I think the plan right now is to go softcover um, and then maybe do a hardcover or omnibus edition. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I'm sure if the demand is there, um, I'm sure they would do hardcover editions as well. Um, so this is one of those things probably between now and the release of issue six in August, um, you know, for people to start, uh, you know, sending messages to the social media page on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, um, you know, contact SourcePoint, let them know, like, hey, I'd love to see a hardcover edition of Cult of Dracula, um, you know, because we're we're definitely here to uh, to make those things happen. We want to give readers and collectors what they want. Because we can't do this without them. Oh, most definitely. And I'm just I'm just playing around with something because <clears throat> I want to be able to. Uh, I want to share something. Okay. I'm goofy like that. See, because <laughs> we, we can see the B cover behind you. Uh huh. But we also want to share and look at the tremendous A cover. Oh yeah. Oh yes, yes. There it is. Oh. This is um, this is Gula Nimeth. Um, he's a Hungarian artist, brilliantly talented. Um, people might recognize him from his work on Criminal Macabre. And um, we had the idea to do these a series of very 60s, 70s horror inspired covers. Um, and this was the first one. Um, it features um, Signe, Akamu, and Akasha. Um, the three brides of Dracula who are, mm -hmm. um, they've always been some of my favorite characters in the story. And, uh, we develop them, um, quite a lot in, uh, Cult of Dracula. You know, when Stoker wrote them, he only uses them a couple of times in his book. Um, you know, and they're there to serve a very specific purpose. You know, they represent, uh, Dracula itself was written as a, as a critique on Victorian sexuality and the, the um, hypocritical attitudes of the Victorian society towards sex and sexuality. So the brides are meant to represent everything that Victorian men fear in women, um, which is why, you know, he uses them and why they're used so voluptuously um, in uh, most adaptations. So when I was developing Cult of Dracula, I decided to give them individual identities um, and explore their backstories um, a little more. So um, Akasha was the first bride of Dracula. She was a Nubian priestess um, before she was taken. Uh, then Signe was a, uh, she was a Viking scald. Um, so a Viking seer um, before she was taken. And then Akamu uh, was a Japanese sorceress. Um, before she was turned into a vampire. So each one of the brides have their own unique backstories. Um, and we might actually end up doing a couple of one shots, uh, one for each of the brides, um, if there's demand for it. Um, oh, because I think they're was, fascinating that characters. Would, that would rock. Yeah. So that's that's something it's on the um, it's on the uh, it's on the horizon, I think. It, it's something I've almost decided that I want to do. Uh, Wolfen says that cover has some lovely Shape language. Oh boy, doesn't it? Uh, mm. On point with the triangular mapping and the retro lettering. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gula knows what he's doing, man. I mean, all of the artists that I've been able to work with um, on Cult of Dracula have been just absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, Shannon Mayer, um, he's wonderful. I've been a fan of his forever. Uh, Gula is brilliantly talented. Carla Cohen, um, 
I got to send Lucio Perillo a um, a really terrible stick figure drawing that I did because I was trying to explain to him what I wanted him to do with this cover. And I guess, you know, uh, it just wasn't translating. I mean, he's, he's Italian. And, um, and so he just said, well, could you just draw it out? And I'm like, oh, God, I'm a terrible artist. I said, I can barely draw bad stick figures. And he said, no, no, it's okay. And so I drew, it's actually up on the Cult of Dracula social media on Facebook. Um, but I drew this terrible, terrible stick figure drawing that I, of what I wanted the cover to look like and sent it to Lucio Perillo. And Lucio is one of, uh, I, I admire his art. Uh, he's one of my favorite artists working today and probably mm. one of the best in the business. And here I am, I just had to appreciate the surrealness of sending him my terrible stick figures, um, you know, for <laughs> you know, for this brilliant artist to look at. Um, but we, we've been so lucky um, in creating Cult of Dracula to be able to work with so many brilliant artists and um, I am I am humbled and just amazed at the the work they've been able to create. Yeah, I've got, I've got uh, one of his uh, Virgin Variant covers for uh, Vampirella versus the Reanimator. Oh yeah, uh, number number one uh, signed in in uh, one of them plastic coffin things. No, oh. <laughs> it's nice. Can't read the book like this. Thank God the they play made... by two copies. Well, I am I am doubly blessed to get, you know, have publishers send us, you know, you know, re review copy. To, Absolutely, uh, yeah. To, to check out, and I'm like, good, because I really can't afford to buy all these damn books. And, <laughs> as much as you want to, yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, the the variant covers have gone. They're just out of control. You know, um, there are there is a vast and thriving variant market out there. And, oh, um, you know, it's it's one of those. It's like what you have to tell people is just remember, you don't have to buy all of them. You know, the variants exist for the people who love them. And if you don't love them, it's OK. You can just buy the regulars. Um, but yeah. Especially for a small press comic um, like us, um, you know, variant covers, they were a keystone to our success and being oh, yeah. able to work, you know, being able to work with the retailers and give the retailers a sense of ownership in the project. And, um, you know, because these retailers who have gotten the exclusive covers, you know, they're invested, you know, their, their success is our success. Our success is their success. I, so think, it's, I think it's, I give... I give more props to uh, shops, big or small, that want to get an exclusive store cover from mm -hmm. an indie book mm -hmm. than I do any day from, like, you know, the big two or, you know, you know, image, you know, image or dynamite or anything. And right. dynamite, dynamite was pretty much the one that just wouldn't let go of the, of like all the variant covers. It was like, every, oh, yeah. book, every book had 10 covers and we, we lost more customers because at a point they, you know, cause they would, they would, you know, old collectors are sick collectors. Uh-huh. You know, we coined the phrase, gotta get them all way before 
Pokemon came along. <laughs> Way before Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh. and, mm. you know, I'm a big, you know, I love this book so much because, you know, I love, like, the old-style horror. And uh-huh. uh, as you know from talking to me before, I'm a big Vampirella fan. And oh, I yeah. hate that there's, like, all these, like, gorgeous Vampirella covers. And, and now, because it's so popular to do, there's, like, you know, 20 or 30 you know, shops and or online dealers, uh-huh. you know, which are actually Doing the covers, just, yeah. Which which are actually just the convention dealers, but they didn't have any place to go. Um, right. Do, <coughs> doing these covers. And some of some of some of the dealers, you know, are, you know, reasonably priced because we know that there's there's a big vig <laughs> To uh, to the publisher to mm-hmm. be able to get a cover, mm-hmm. and then you have to order X amount of that cover. Yep. You know. Yep. And it's uh, a um, it's definitely um, it's definitely become a new revenue stream mm-hmm. because you know one thing I've learned um, I've been lucky in my lifetime I have been at all three. Um, positions of uh, comic book fandom. I've been a reader, I've been a retailer, and I have also been um, now a creator. So I get to see it from all three angles. Um, And one I have learned being on this side of the table is that how little money is made um, per comic. Um, You know, it's not an easy profitable business and most small press publishers, most small press books, you know, lose money. Um, you know, because when you take in, you know, the cost that it, it, it requires to pay an artist, a penciler, an inker, a colorist, um, a letterer, um, and all an editor and all those Mm -hmm. things, it's very, very expensive. Um, so, and, uh, comic book fans don't like it when you put a lot of ads in your book, so, you know, you, you, you lose that revenue stream. Um, so the variant cover market, especially the store exclusive uh, variant cover market, um, it's almost become a necessity for small press books, um, at least, you know, um, the ones that are able to do that, um, you know, because it, it does, it creates that extra revenue stream that can get you to a point of profitability. And if you get to that point of profitability, then you're going to be able to print the, you know, finish the series. Um, because nothing sucks worse than getting starting a small press book and it gets to issue three and then they don't have the money to finish issues four and five. And you never yeah. get to end the end of that story. Um, but unfortunately, that happens in the small press world. I mean, it's less likely to happen when you're with a, co- with a company like SourcePoint Press because, you know, they've got a track record and they've got the resources and the distribution. But, you know, there's a lot of folks out there, a lot of smaller press books that are just struggling to get enough money to finish. Um, So I'm glad that retailers are embracing these uh, retailer exclusives. And I'm really, really glad that uh, fans are showing up to collect them. And uh, apparently Wolfen says, yes, I do. Has to buy all the covers of everything. (laughs) I think he has. I think he has bought one of every cover of Cult of Dracula, which I'm I'm honored. We've got several people who have done that. The uh, what's what's funny too is like I'll complain about people wanting to slab everything. Uh huh. 
goes, oh, so you're an anti-slabber. I go, well, no. I've got a few. <laughs> I, you know, I, I sold a few too. Uh, yeah. I actually had a slab. It wasn't a, it wasn't a high-end slab. It was like a 7075. Uh-huh. Uh, the first appearance of hardcore back in Valiant in the, in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, I gave that away to a friend of mine who bought a uh, a signed copy of Harley Quinn 25 by Frank Cho, and it was part okay. of like a, a two-part cover. Uh-huh. You know, so you got cover A and B, you got the poster. Yep. You know, the completed picture. So yep. um, I won this in a blind auction on Facebook. Uh, a signed book. All we saw was the, like the backing board, mm-hmm. and they announced that it was a signed book. And a lot of people that had the money went in on the on the previous ones, and they and they would say whether it was Marvel or DC or independent, right? Right. So uh, you know, <clears throat> everybody jumped on the marbles, you know, wishing and praying for the you know illustrious. Donnie Cates sure. uh, signature on a Venom book, mm-hmm. uh, which I would, of course, follow up with my my infamous hashtag, I hate the Cates. Uh, <laughs> I love Donnie. I love Donnie's work. I, I, I love his work before um, Marvel. Um, you know, I really love God Country um, and uh, mm-hmm. Interceptor. And um, there was another vamp, the, uh, the, the the book that came out right before Interceptor, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was um, vampires versus uh, mech suits. Um, essentially, hum- vampires had taken over the Earth, and humans had retreated to the moon, and now humans are coming back to Earth trying to retake the planet in mech suits. And it was just oh yeah, yeah. so awesome. <laughs> I loved that book. I, I think when he went to Marvel, uh, be, you know, before the whole. And I, I thought the cos I thought the cosmic ghostwriter was exactly what it was. It was just, mm. you know, a ploy. Uh, you know, it, it goes too far. I'm like, I'm sorry, but there's no way that Thor can kill Galactus. <laughs> I don't care how much power you give him. <laughs> Go away, man child. <laughs> <laughs> I even yeah. res- I even responded responded on his on his Twitter because I took a lot of heat from the from the guys over at Outright Geekery because uh-huh. I I read and uh, you know reviewed uh, crossover number one mm-hmm. and uh, you know I I went in our private our private chat for the uh, for the site and I'm I'm like damn it he goes what's the matter I go. Just right crossover number one. <laughs> oh my God, you like the Donny Cates book? I'm like, <laughs> and you're like, yes, yes, yeah. Right. Crossover was crossover like, was well done. And yeah. uh, I responded on one of his tweets, you know, on on his on his Twitter feed, and I said something. I go, <clears throat> Are you ever going back to actually writing writing, or are you just going to stay with this formula that is just you know, kept you on a road to success. Ouch. <laughs> uh, and of course, you know, 
the blind legion of Kate's fans, you know, all jumped on me. And I'm like, go away, petulant man children. And uh, <laughs> I, I followed I, Stoke in the fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I, fo I followed that with hashtag I hates the Kate's right on his <laughs> own thing. So, you know, he probably has me blocked or shadow banned on Twitter or something. <laughs> I don't know. And I really don't care. So, mm. I um, I love Donnie. I do. I love Donnie's work. Uh, God Country is one of the, oh, yeah. I think is one of the best books ever written, um, especially for fathers and sons. Um, you know, whether you had a good relationship with your dad or a bad relationship with your dad, this book is for you. Um, you know, it, it's just a wonderful, wonderful comic. So, um, you know, I, I admire, uh, I admire what he's doing. Um, it's, uh, it's hard to create comics. I, I can I can tell you that, and to create on the level that he does, oh man, that that's a dream right there. Yeah, I I missed out on God Country, but I bought the uh, I bought the big giant trade afterwards. And nice, I, yeah, and it's I, so I, well I, done. I loved it. Well, I love trades too, because well, you know, as you well know, over sixty five percent of the comic book sales market is mm -hmm. trade paperbacks, trade paperbacks, and graphic novels. So yep. You know, and and Wolfen knows that because he likes he likes all those uh, big fat oh, yeah. omnibuy. Yep, that, and that's um, the omnibuy. It's hard for a book to get to the, especially a small press book, to get to the point where it justifies a trade paperback because you know a lot if they're not if they're not selling if not if enough people aren't ordering them through issue three. Mm -hmm. um, you know, then the company's not going to invest the money into the trade paperback. And I think that's a shame because you, I mean, while I do understand it from an economic perspective, it's a shame because as a retailer, I know how many people there are out there that only read trade paperbacks. Mm -hmm. And especially with genre books, with horror and sci-fi and fantasy, um, they don't really always want the floppy episodic style books. They want to binge yeah. the whole story. And, um, but it's it's kind of a chicken and egg thing because if if enough readers don't show up to order the floppies, then um, the publisher's not ever going to make the trade. And um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough road to hoe. So I'm very happy that uh, Cult of Dracula has already reached a point um, where uh, Source Point has said they're going to do a trade paperback because I think. Once we get into the trade form, I think we're really, really going to reach a lot more people. Um, and, um, you know, so, yeah, we're very, very happy with that. Oh, yeah. Well, I think some of the small press outlets are actually missing out mm -hmm. on the backside because of the, the huge amount of people that, buy, that just buy trades. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's hard, you know, because everything you do in the comic book industry is a gamble. Um, and, you know, there's sometimes, again, profit margins are very, very thin, um, you know, um, and comic books, even at four dollars, they're still inc an incredibly cheap form of entertainment, considering um, uh, the amount of work and the talent that goes into creating them. Um, so, you know, when those profit margins are thin like that, you've got to make some really tough decisions about how to collect them. Um, and um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing, I guess the takeaway from that is if you love something and you want more of it, support it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if, and you know, that's uh, you know, if you're a fan of a small press book, if you're a fan of cult of Dracula, 
please ask your local uh, comic book shop to order it and not only order number one, but also two, three, four, five, and six as well. Um, you know, because we've got a really, what I, I, I've got a story that I'm very proud of. Um, and I'm very proud of the work that a lot of very talented creators have put into this book. And I'm very proud of the work that my publisher has put behind it to uh, to get it out there. And I'm really proud of the retailers who have supported me and all the fans who have been uh, been pushing this thing. Um, so I really want to get it out there. Um, so please ask your local comic book shop uh, to go and order Cult of Dracula from Diamond. Uh, speaking of fans, Wolfen wants to know if Cult of Dracula is on comic Comixology on Amazon. Yeah, uh, we're definitely going to be doing digital. Um, I think we're going to, I don't know the exact plans on how that's going to work, but we are probably going to release the digital maybe a week or two after the print copy hits shelves. Um, so yeah, you will be able to go and uh, get digital versions through Comixology and some of the other um, outlets there. Mm -hmm. Very good. See, Wolfen, now, now you don't have to put your fingerprints on all those COD covers. You can... <laughs> You can just you can just pick up your tablet and read it. And mm -hmm. uh, I just bought a brand new tablet. Mm. Thank you, government, for my big whopping six hundred dollar check. You know, and you um, did exactly what you're supposed to do with it. You injected it into the economy, and you bought yourself a tablet. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, I bought a Galaxy. Nice. I bought a Samsung Galaxy A7. Uh, oh, those are cool. Through the uh, recommendation of uh, my partner from my Thursday night podcast, uh, OK Boomer. <laughs> I got to check that. I didn't know you did that one. I've got to check that podcast out now. Yeah, it's uh, it's all about like, you know, back issues. So it's it's kind of like comic book history. Nice. Uh, and, That's awesome. uh, and last night, I... Uh, the week before, I chose to uh, do the first appearance of one of my favorite indie characters from my childhood, which was Hunter Rose. Okay. And, uh, of course, it was too short a notice, uh, but apparently Matt Wagner would have, is, you know, open to coming on a podcast sometime, which, you know, would excite the hell out of me. Um very but he cool. actually, you know, he actually shared out the uh, my YouTube link for the for the show, and I'm like, oh, that is just awesome. Thank you, sir. That's super rad, man. Congratulations. You know, That's awesome. And, and he he even uh, I'll show off this really quick, just because you'll get a kick out of this because you you need a C you need you need a COD version of one of these. Okay. Um, if if I still have his email on here, I think I do because I say I saved it. Uh, might be way down the bottom. Where are you, Matt? Way down the bottom. Kevin Porter, Andrew. Oh, one of one of your peers from. Uh, your Source new point. From, from from Source Point Press, uh, Bob Sally is in my uh, is in my mailbox. So I was asking him oh. about a about a book that he was recommending. Right on. Yeah, there's a lot of great talented creators over at Source Point, and you know if you're a fan of genre books, horror, sci-fi, pulp, fantasy, 
Um, you need to check them out. Um, you know, they've got some really, really cool stuff. Uh, Frank Gogol's No Heroin, Dead in Kids, The Suburban Job is out right now. Oh, my God, that's so good. Oh, I, I love, I have loved um, uh, Dead in Kids since the very first volume, and now The Suburban Job is just mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, and No Heroin was one of my favorite books of the year. Um, Garrett Gunn's got a book out called Warcorns. That's really, really cool. Um, Source Point's got a book coming out in a couple of months called Darling. Um, that's going to be um, just a fantastical hit. I'm, uh, I'm actually a little worried that it might knock me off of my perch as their uh, number one, uh, uh, best-selling number one of all time because Darling looks just fantastic. Um, and uh, th- yeah, they've just got, uh, the, there's a new fantasy book out called Claim that's really good. Um, and they've got the, the Gloomhaven books as well. So yeah, man, there's some really, really cool books uh, coming out from, uh, from SourcePoint. People, people always got good stuff, and uh, I've known I've known Bob, you know, as you know, I, an online stalker for a while, and uh, I got to meet him uh, back in twenty, just November of twenty nineteen, at the when I covered the Rhode Island Comic Con. Uh, mm-hmm. Bob and uh, another uh, gentleman from uh, Source Point was there, uh, you know. Showing, showing off their wares, and I was just talking to him about stuff he had coming up, and you know, very, very super books, awesome, various books, and you know, was showing off, was showing off the trades, and my uh, my daughter's mother's uh, oldest son uh, accompanied me on on that Sunday, and he w- he was very interested in in that stuff. Of course, he didn't have any, he didn't bring any money with him, but he was very oh. interested, you know. And I go. He's, you know, he's like, he goes, do you really know these guys? I go, yeah. Well, from the internet, I know them. Well, I know them now because, you know, yeah, we, you know, we, we met in person. So it's like, you know, now we know each other. Yeah. I love that. And that's one of the things I miss about conventions is the opportunity it gives you to, you know, interact with comics creators, you know, because this is a, this is one of those industries where the people that make the stuff are very, very accessible to, um, to their fans, you know, and I, I learned that um, as a fan. And also when I was, you know, out there trying to get interest in getting Cult of Dracula published, I was amazed at how accessible, you know, people that I loved and admired um, in the industry were, um, you know, they were, they were super willing to talk. They were super willing to share, um, and super willing to help. So this is a this is an amazing industry and community to be a part of. Yeah, I I had you know, I I was way past excited because you know I got to go in and I didn't I didn't have the you know the Ginchy uh, powered wheelchair at the time. I had the you know the, the manual power. So right. You know, it, you know I could I could push myself along for like you know, a whole like five minutes. And then it was like, you know, my arms will fall off. Um, <laughs> but I, I was, I was so excited. Uh, I got to meet Neil Adams for the first time. Oh, legend. And uh, I talked to him for about 45 minutes uh, between uh, setup and actual opening. They let, they let, you know, cause I, I I'm press. Uh, mm-hmm. So they let they and, and I'm in a wheelchair. So they let me in early. Um, I met the, uh, I met the guys that do the, uh, talking with the dead book. 
Nice. And uh, I talked to them online and I, you know, I did like a pseudo interview that I wrote up afterwards and they've, they've since been on the show, you know, again. And it was uh, a, definitely like a, an adult oriented show that night. <laughs> I'm sure. I am absolutely sure it was. <laughs> there were a lot of canorific products being used on air. So. <laughs> <laughs> For medicinal purposes. For medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. And so was the alcohol. Uh, but, you know, we had, we had a great time. I uh, Another thing that I did with uh, part of my, part of the stimulus, part of the, part, the small part of the stimulus check, you know, mm-hmm. the supposed 1,400 that's still coming, but I will not hold my breath because they say, you know, Congress is too busy trying to impeach a president that is no longer a president. Mm. You can't remove somebody from office that's not in office. Mm. I hope uh, the fourteen hundred of the the rest of the stimulus does come, and I hope people inject it into the comic book stores. We need the uh, comic book stores need you to go out there and buy those books, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, you need to go into your to your local comic shops and. You know, buy books, whether you're buying floppies, trades, hardcover, Omnibuy, Wolf, I'm mm-hmm. talking to you. Uh, and apparently wolves love their iPads. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> uh, getting because they have pads on their paws. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I personally hate Apple products, so. Gotcha. I will, I will not buy them. Uh, but, you know. You gotta you gotta buy you know boxes and you know bags and boards and mm-hmm. you know posters and and you know toys you know some stores offer you know some stores offer like all different things like my main shop uh, they're very cut back when it comes to ordering like any toys because diamond the lovely people they are. Do not give stores, as you know, a discount for ordering toys. It's like, well, we're gonna not charge really. you, we're gonna we're gonna you know charge you full price basically, and mm-hmm. by the time the, these toys get to you, they will already be in a discount bin at a local department store. Yep, so, it's hard, man, and um, you know, it, sometimes I think we take for granted because we've had local comic book shops. Um, for so long and local nerd stores for so long, we kind of take them for granted, but you know, the only thing really standing between the true corporatization of the comic book hobby is local comic book shops. Because if all of the shops, if you were to snap your fingers and all the shops were to go away and all you had were these mass market outlets, the only comics you would start to see would be from Marvel and DC And then you would probably see Marvel and DC shrink their lines quite a bit to where all you saw was Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, X-Men, Avengers. Um, But the reason comic books are so diverse and the reason we have so many genres and so many different styles of books and so many different unique characters is because local comic book shops who actually care about the hobby and care about the books are able to curate these collections and kind of 
make sure that these books get into the hands of the types of readers who want to read them. So, um, you know, comic book stores are so vital, so vital to the success of our industry. And I, you know, I will never stop evangelizing for them. And I really want people to go out and support their local comic book shop. Um, if you have to buy it on Amazon or if you have to buy it on eBay, that's fine. But try your local comic book shop first because they're, they're the most important people in the entire hobby. Because without them, the hobby just doesn't exist. Yeah, and it's like, what fun would it be just, you know, it's one thing, uh, I know uh, <coughs> my co-host Thomas on, on Boomer has to order all his books online because he lives in, he lives in southern Georgia and mm -hmm. there's not a comic book store around him for like 50 mm -hmm. miles. Right. You know, and, you know, with a full-time job, you know, a wife and a house full of teenage children. Uh, right. He cannot afford to, you know, drive his car 50 miles, you know, once a month to go a pick week. up his, you know, right. pick up his book. So, you know, he bought, he, he pre-orders everything. So, you know, he goes through uh, DCBS and, mm -hmm. and pre-orders everything. So you know he get he gets a great deal on it, but he's basically buying at you know he's basically his his own little comic shop because in a way yeah because well he's going to do the same thing that you have to do at your shop you have to order mm -hmm. books three months in advance yep and then you have to wait for them to show up at your door yep yep <laughs> so exactly he, you know he's doing the same thing I go oh no I I am not a fan of the pre order market. <laughs> you know, I like to I like to buy my stuff and get it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, it's hard to wait. <laughs> so uh, the next thing I have to ask you, because I, I always I always plug these guys because they're awesome. Um, okay. Have you made contact with any of the shops that are super supportive of basically indie comics. Yes, we've, um, we've been in contact. Um, you know, one of the reasons we were able to get to where we are uh, is because we, uh, I personally started calling, um, I set out a mission to call every single comic book shop in the country. Um, and I actually found out, wow, that's way too much for one person to do. So I hired three people full time to come in and call every comic book shop in the country. And so we did everything we could to contact every shop we could find. Um, unfortunately, there's not a directory that tells you every comic book shop in the country. So we just had to rely on Google and Facebook to find these stores. But we called literally 1,500, close to 2,000 stores to talk about Cult of Dracula. And we were able to build a lot of really cool relationships. But if you have a store out there that you uh, recommend, I would be glad to call them and chat with them about the book and um, love to have, love to talk to them. So I'm going to mention, a, I'm going to mention a couple of stores and a network of stores, okay. of shops. Uh, first, I'm going to mention uh, the collective in far in, uh, you know, middle, middle Florida there. Yeah. I believe we've spoken to them. I believe they are carrying cult of Dracula. And, uh, the uh, the comic book madness the uh, the site that yep. pop, pops runs um, yep Danny Morales is 
a uh, an empl- an employee like a I call him a a high functioning employee of uh, of the collective. Okay, and he was the one that went on a tangent when Diamond shut down and there were no yeah. comic shipping, and he he went out and and you know with with the blessing of the owner told him what he wanted to do and he goes we got to get books on the shelf we're going to stay open during this whole thing. We got to get books on the shelf for people to buy. They come in right. and they say the same thing time after time. They're not going to buy anything. They're not going to come back. Yeah. He goes, I want to, I want to hit up the indie market, like on Indiegogo and Kickstarter and like other, you know, independent, you know, independent small press and everything else. <coughs> Hold on. And, uh, it was, you know, it was a grand hit and, and Danny and the other, the other members of the collective, you know, they spend so much time there, even when they're not working, they, mm-hmm. you know, they'll spend time there, you know, socializing and, you know, of course, buying their own comics and getting, getting caught up in conversations with, you know, all their customers on the way out the door. Sure. And, uh, but they know their customers enough. So if they can point out like a new indie book, you know, you like horror, check out Cult of Dracula. You yeah. like this? Check out that. Blah blah blah. So they would recommend stuff, and they started. They had. They started with like they had a small section that was nothing but indie comics. Plus, they would feature an indie comic, and it would get prestige lining at the front of the store at at the counter. Nice, right? And, nice. Uh, books like uh, Voodoo Nation and a couple of others mm-hmm. uh, that I know were up there. And then when they when they feature a book and they'll buy like they'll buy a bunch of it. They've actually started buying back to the uh, store exclusive covers. They've actually, mm-hmm. they've actually started ordering uh, small press store exclusive covers. Nice. Uh, they ordered uh, a store exclusive uh, that Brian, Brian Silverbacks did the, did the cover for. Mm-hmm. Uh, of uh, the shit show from Scout Comics. No, oh, that's that's a cool book. I like that book. <laughs> uh, and they he did a homage cover to Goonies. Nice, but with all the characters from the shit show. So love it, love it, and I love Goonies. One of my favorite movies of all time. Truffle shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, I hope, um, I hope that though that store has, uh, I hope they ordered Cult of Dracula and I hope maybe they're stocking some of our, uh, retailer exclusives there too. And there's some cool they, ones. why I mentioned them, uh, Danny Morales is actually a member of the, uh, just peeling off my, my band-aids from my cortisone shots. Um, mm-hmm. he's a member of the comic book madness. Okay. So you can go in. Even if you you know he's not on your friends list, you go into a group that somebody else is a member of, and you can type in their name, and it'll it'll come up, so you can you know contact them. And uh, he has a podcast as well. Oh well, maybe he'll invite me to be a guest. The store is it is its own. They even uh, they've even flown in indie creators to do in-store signings 
Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be doing quite a few of those this year. So um, I, I'm glad you brought that up because we just put a promotion out for uh, kind of get this last FOC push for Cult of Dracula number one. Any store that orders a minimum of 100 copies of Cult of Dracula before the FOC date, which is midnight Monday, um, if you order 100 copies before then, I will come to your store and do a free autograph signing. Um, I will sign for all of your customers for free, and I will either do it in-store or virtually. I know a lot of stores aren't doing in-store stuff right now, so we're going to do virtual signing as well. Um, and, um, but yeah, I would love to go to Comics Madness and I'd love to come on their podcast. I would love to go do a store signing. So if you want to make an introduction for me, I would be happy to, to meet those guys. Oh yeah, I will. I'll be, I'll be sharing, I'll be sharing it, it out and, uh, getting in touch with him. The next store I want to mention is, uh, Jen King store, uh, Space Cadets yep. in Texas. Yeah. Jen is actually doing a store exclusive or a CBSN exclusive for uh, Cult of Dracula. So um, uh, see, I think see, now I'm excited because I have spent way too much money on CB, CBSN uh, exclusives. They're amazing. Um, I, I, I highly recommend you check them out. Check out their also their new network called the EXP. Um, and Jen is an amazing person. Jen is brilliant. Um, in the industry, she was doing things that um, that the industry has adopted industry wide. She was doing them before anybody. I mean, she's she's a trailblazer, brilliant businesswoman, um, and just an absolute pleasure to work with. So um, please support her. Um, I believe her cover is by Kayla Valero, um, who is a brilliantly uh, talented up and coming artist in the comic book world, and um, yeah, a beautiful, beautiful art, um, true artist. Yeah, because uh, uh, Jen and Jesse James from Jesse James Comics out in Arizona uh-huh. yep. were the were the two people that created. You know, they got together and they created the comic book shopping network. Yeah, they they they've had I backed up in my chair, so Streamyard said, "Oh, he's leaving. You his mic." Huh? <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, "Oh wow, we lost audio there." <laughs> Uh, so like I've interviewed Jesse before when they first, when they first got the deal from scout, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the, all the new scout number ones, uh, yep. then would get their own, you know, exclusive covers. Mm-hmm. So of course I bought exclusive covers to uh phantom star killer. Nice. Because I'm Great like, book. I go, you made a book out of like, like out of like some third rate, like you know, uh, big lots toy from China. Yeah, you're like, yeah. See that? See that toy from like 1962 that nobody's ever done anything with? Yeah, write a story about that. Okay. Okay. And it <laughs> blew my hell up. It yep. Was, it was crazy. So I've got a bunch of those, and the the weird thing. Uh, that 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 publisher does is all of their like all their number ones. None mm-hmm. of the number ones are a first appearance of that character, right? They have super limited runs of ash cans. Yep, and their ash cans are their are their first appearance and the first story featuring that character. Yep, 
It's a short eight-page story, and then there's some other stuff in that in that ash can, <coughs> and then you get the you get like the number ones, and the coolest variant that I saw for that book that I, you know, after I complain about variants uh, that mm-hmm. I wanted that I wanted, but it was, you know, because it became popular. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it went from you know. The MSRP to, ta-da! and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I don't want it that bad. Maybe I'll just print a picture out from the internet of it and just put it in a frame and hang it on the wall." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, they did a uh, because it's an older character. They did a they did a VHS. Oh yeah, cover. Yeah, it was super cool. I loved that yeah. cover. <laughs> it was it was it was really nice, and it you know, and it blew up. Uh, but the other thing that they also do, which I found out from Brian Wayne on one of his Cheers to Comics uh, unboxings, uh-huh. was uh, that they have they have now done, and I can't remember what they're calling it. Uh, they're doing series where they release the number one in floppy, mm-hmm. and it's got a they they've got like titles, like different like branding titles. Mm-hmm. You know, basic. You know, basically imprints on top of imprints, right? Sure. Um, and one of the ones is basically a binger. They mm. give you the number one in floppy, and then the rest of that story comes out in a trade. Yeah. You know, so that's pretty cool. So if it's like six issues, uh, you buy the first one in a floppy, and then the other five are released in a trade paperback. That's pretty cool. You know, yeah, Scout is, uh, you know, they're another one of those publishers like SourcePoint that um, they're innovating, they're trying new things, mm-hmm. um, and you've got to. I mean, you know, this is not 1984 anymore. You know, the comic book industry is exactly. not the same as it was. You've got to change. You've got to adapt. If you don't, you're probably not going to be around very long, um, <laughs> you know. People consume things differently now, and you've got to be you've got to be innovating and trying to do things the way your customers want to consume them, because you can't force people to consume things the way you want them to anymore. That world is long gone and it's never coming back. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, sadly, God, I miss the Mm -hmm. 80s. (laughs) I was younger. Thinner, better looking, had a full head of and, hair. It was and still, had better knees. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had better everything. Mm. You know, everything worked. You know, now it's funny. They, you know, a, a nurse that you know, they they sent over a nurse because I had to get X-ray, my yearly knee X-rays for uh, for them, and she sees me in the chair, so she automatically figures now. Yeah, I'm old, but mm. I'm not like Methuselah old. <laughs> so she's not, you know, she's projecting very loudly. <laughs> you know, like like she's talking to somebody next to her at an East ACDC concert. Right. And uh which you you do have to speak like that if you wanna like you, you gotta scream in somebody's ear. But uh you know, so I, I, you know, I played into it. And I go, eh? 
and then she then she spoke louder. And then when we got into the to the X-ray room, uh, she was speaking even louder. Plus, it was echoing because it's the X-ray room. Right. Yep. I'm like, can I tell you something? Yes, sir. Yo, I'm actually only 51. Uh, <laughs> and I can hear fine. <laughs> and, and the only thing that still works at 100% is my hearing. <laughs> Brilliant. And the, the girl that works with her, that, you know, the other technician in there was like, and goes, it's not just you. She yells at everybody. <laughs> I go, are you Italian? She's like, no, I'm Irish. I go, oh, for fuck's sake. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Oh, what's Wolfie saying now? I called memory lane about your comic, but that they already have it on order. Great guys down there. Love to hear that. Yeah, that, that must be local. That's uh, Wolfen's local comic book shop. I think he's in. He's still in Wellington, North Carolina. So uh, Memory Lane Comics, great store down there. Um, if you're in that area, go check them out. And uh, they're uh, they're going to be carrying Cult of Dracula. So that's fantastic. Big shout out to Memory Lane Comics for uh, carrying COD. Absolutely. That's we need to start referring to it as COD. That sounds like because then you know you've made it when you you know you're you're getting like an acronym for your yeah you know when when your book shares the same acronym as cash on delivery yeah <laughs> which is also something that makes you happy yes here's your yep. books of what COD oh hmm. how much is it. Here's the bill. <laughs> Gotta love it. We, you know, we do, we do love it, love it when we get paid. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, ain't that the truth? Yes, sir. I love, I loved it because I sent out all my uh, COD. Yep. It's dynamite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Must be getting late where Wolfen is. He's getting a little punchy now. <laughs> well, no, he's 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 East Coast too. So it's uh yeah, it's like a little after nine o'clock. Okay, so not too bad. <laughs> yeah. You know punchy early. Yeah, it's it's not past my bedtime, so it's not past yours. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I sent out all my invoices today from uh the toy sale I told you I did in the interview yeah. show and uh uh, everybody is paid now, and uh, now I just have to uh, finish packing and shipping, and they'll probably be like sent out like either Monday or Tuesday, depending, because uh, we are supposed to get walloped with a hell of a snowstorm on right. On it's going to be like the worst one, the worst ice storm in the Midwest's history, I think. Mm -hmm. So uh, Wolfen says, "Don't worry, I'm nocturnal." Right on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nocturnal oh, for me used to mean that uh, I would have the uh, blankets pulled up. I would have my Star Wars blanket pulled up over my head, and I would also have a flashlight under the covers uh, reading comics, and I would get caught every time by my mother, and like every third time, I would get the big wooden spoon off the wall across uh, across the coup. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, nice. You know, so it's, you know, 
nowadays I don't have to worry about that. I got a, I got a lamp behind me and, yep. uh, you know, overheads and worst case scenario is, uh, you know, you, you buy a, a GoPro that straps onto your skull and you just put the light on from that and read it like a miner. There you go. <laughs> you know? Yep. It works. <laughs> so, uh, once again, we want to wish you congratulations on all your success on this, on this you, book and uh, upcoming uh, movie. Yep, that's what we're working on. Working, uh, working on. It's either going to be a three-part, um, uh, you know, three ninety-minute films, or um, three um, like a mini-series type thing, um, like you see on Netflix a lot. So mm -hmm. that stuff, that's really things that Jerry and I um, from Sure Pictures um, need to uh, need to discuss. Um, you know, but, and it depends on the network as well. Um, so, um, like I said, the film development process is a long process, but, um, you know, we're, uh, we're moving on down that track. Like Paul McCartney said, it's a long and winding road. That is so true. <laughs> you know, so, so true. it's, uh, I know because, uh, another, uh, another creator friend of mine, uh, up in Canada, Mm -hmm. Um, his, uh, his, his book, um, well, his, his big, his big book, um, that he did, uh, mostly through image, uh, -huh. the, like the last three quarters of it, uh, got picked up by, uh, NBC. Nice. And he couldn't. Uh, it's, it was like a, a three year process. Yeah. From yeah. the time he found out it was getting picked up to the time he finally got a check. Yep. Oh and yeah. Could, and could actually mention it, you yeah. know, in interviews and stuff. Yeah. There's so, a lot of things, a lot of things I can't say right now because contractually, uh, you know, I can't mm -hmm. say, but, um, you know, it's moving down the track, um, is that, that's something that, um, that's about it. That's about as far as I can go with it right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other guy was uh, is Andy Belanger. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And yep. uh, he's doing Mother Trucker right now, right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I got a story about that too. It happened in no. my interview, so I could talk about it. Um, but his his series that was picked up for development was Southern Cross. Oh yeah, I love Southern Cross. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. But he told me if was that Becky? He worked on that with Becky Cloonan, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, wonderful book. Oh yeah, so good. Um, he told me that Mother Trucker in real life is actually Lacey Evans from the WWE. <laughs> so I can if, see that. So. Uh, they they worked out like if if somebody pledged like a ridiculous amount of money like two thousand dollars they would get their own private uh, Canadian wrestling match. Huh? Like that's they would super be, cool. They, they would be, but you know it would it would cost them like you know they, he worked out the prices with everybody and uh, you know it'd be it'd be like you know a a a short a short match like a twenty minute match but yeah you know, they would get flown up there and they would be, you know, ringside and 
and be, you know, <coughs> that's you know, so cool. COVID safely wise. Use, if, somebody right, right. Would, if somebody were to pledge $10,000, mother trucker would actually wrestle. <laughs> and I already know who mother trucker would be in real life. And then when we did our last interview, uh, he told me, he goes, yeah, Lacey Evans. So now every time I, every time I see Lacey Evans on, on raw, I'm like, <laughs> that's awesome so, so i told him i go if i win powerball i'm gonna give you 10 grand uh just so you can make this happen because you know just for me to get close to lacey evans uh, yep i'm like <laughs> i go i'm crippled now what's the worst that could happen let her <laughs> let her beat me up you know some people pay more than that for that to happen to them so hey you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Wolf, no, it's okay. Wolfen's over there going, man, I wish I could have said something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, Andy, man, talented, uh, talented artist, man. Really, oh, yeah. um, really good stuff. Su super nice guy. And uh, he's going to, his, his, his lady and himself have, have a gorgeous little daughter. That of course he gave the middle name of Danger to. <laughs> <laughs> Danger is my middle name. Yeah, no, really, it is. It's on my birth certificate. Check it out. <laughs> it really is. It's it's me. It's me a danger, and <laughs> and and she's a hot tickety. When she was a baby, uh, he used to hold her in his arms, in like one arm, and then be working at his drawing table, work working on Southern Cross or or you know. He would yeah. run up Vampirella too. Yep. Uh, you know, so whatever book, whatever project he was working on or commission or whatever. <coughs> and uh and now she's just, you know, running around walking and talking and all that stuff. So <laughs> I go, Well, lucky for you, you're young. Wait, wait till she becomes a teenager and she hates you both. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How do you know of this? I go because my daughter's becoming a teenager this year. You're like, because I've been there. <laughs> you know, every time somebody that hasn't seen me in a long time, you know, will you know, message me or something. How old's your daughter now? I go, she's about to be thirteen. Mm. I get the same response from everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, so you you can survive it. But in 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 good in good turnaround, I get to tell like all my cousins and and friends that have daughters younger than mine. I go, oh God, just wait. <laughs> tell your wife when your daughter hits the age of twelve to hide the hide the straight edge razor blades from you because if not, <laughs> you might try crossing the river. But by the way, this is a call for help. This is the real thing. No, oh, ouch. Don't try this at home. Please don't. Please, please. <laughs> Start charging rent. Yeah, good luck with that. <clears throat> you know, you find somebody under under the age of 21 that actually will go out and get a job. Mm. You know, God, God bless that child. <laughs> you know. My my daughter's uh but her youngest her youngest brother 
uh, is about to be, he's 20 now. He's, he's about to be 21 in you know, the end of March, beginning of April. And, mm-hmm. uh, he's already signed up. He's joining the military. Wow. Good for him. So, you know, he goes, go ahead. I know you have something stupid to say about it. I go, no, good. It'll make a man out of you. Cause you know, right now you're kind of soft. <laughs> I'm such a charming person. <laughs> oh, it's it's past my whiskey time, I think. Yep. You know, <laughs> That's all right. It's it's that time of night where you, you know, you make a uh you make a little you make a coffee and you and you, you know, I like to put like a little bit of that that uh peanut butter whiskey oh gotcha the good one i can't remember the Mm -hmm. name of it now uh pour like a little nip into like one cup you know that way i i can drink it it tastes it tastes amazing it's amazing Mm -hmm. in a cup of coffee and uh then about you know five minutes after i finish that cup of coffee i'm out Usually, coffee has the opposite effect on people. <laughs> Wakes them up. Hard work and no pay makes Jack a comic creator. <laughs> that's funny. That was a good one. <laughs> I might have to steal that one. Yeah, that's a, yep. He he gave it to you for free. You can have it. Mm-hmm. It's on my show. I own it now. Yep, uh, yep. That's true. Work product. I, I saw I saw a meme from uh, another comic creator who who's who lives out in Baltimore, and uh, so I stole it and put it up, and you know I'm apparently triggering people. Uh, oh no! You know, and it, it says, "What's Baltimore like?" Followed up by, "It's kind of like Gotham City without Batman." <laughs> Wow. I've never been to Baltimore, so <laughs> But the, the 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 worst you've ever seen Gotham City. Yeah, that's that is actually kind of Baltimore. Oh wow. I saw Baltimore on the wire, so that's the only experience I've had with it. So and I watch a lot of um uh watch a lot of Orioles games, so oh, I'm yeah. a baseball fan. So no need to pay me, I'm already royalty. <laughs> He's got jokes tonight, man. Oh yeah. Well, he's royalty here because he's uh, he's been here all night and uh, yeah, he's been following along the whole night. Yeah, he he smashed he smashed the like buttons and he's been he's been chatting it up in the in the chat uh, and yeah. uh, you know thanking uh, Brian Wayne from. Uh, Cheers to Comics Podcast. Who uh, absolutely who popped in. It's, it's it's always good to see him. He's a cool dude, and uh, it's it's been fun. So yeah, man, you know, absolutely. He, we'll have to do know, it again sometime. Wolfen smashed the like button, but did he subscribe? He probably did. Knowing him, I'm sure he subscribed on YouTube. Because now you know every time that Rich comes on where you can find him. My channel. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes sense. It's my show. So, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This, uh, we're going to close out episode 92. 
And just enjoying it because one day Rich will be bigger than all of us. <laughs> wow. Thank you. I I um I I I hope the success continues. <laughs> I really do. But um, you know, just happy that the book's getting out there. I'm glad comic book shops are ordering it. You've got until Monday to go check it out um, and order it from Diamond in the, on FOC. Uh, both the Shannon Mayer and Gula Nemeth covers are available. And please ask your local comic book shop to carry Cult of Dracula from SourcePoint Press. And uh, since most comic shops are available through social media, you can yep. message you can message them over the weekend. Yeah, you don't even have to like physically call them; just message them. Yeah, you you can message them and make sure they. You know, if they don't see it, you know, then you like, you know, get the like their home number and call them at dinner time. Be like, <laughs> um, They'll love that. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, hit hit up your hit up your comic shops uh, over the next couple of days and make make sure they uh, put in their orders uh, before midnight on Monday. I know a lot of a lot of stores finalize their orders like early early in the business day on monday and yep and get it you know get them all in because it's a it's it's a long and tedious pro process to, yes it uh, is to do that order form and uh you know we look forward to seeing the new expanded cod with yep. all those with all those extra pages and the uh the 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 files updated art yep updated yep. art uh that new beautiful cover hanging behind you and the oh and, yeah and the other one that I I sheared out uh that yep. that you that you sent to me obviously because it's your book uh yep and I I saved because I go that's a really cool picture that um, is so gorgeous and uh you know <clears throat> just to remind me when I'm working on stuff and I'm going through my download files I'm like I go Oh yeah. So uh, I gotta go get that book. <laughs> yeah, really. So I contacted my secondary shop uh, this morning because I wanted to make sure I could get a a couple of the second prints of uh, Jonathan Hendricks mm -hmm. book, book uh, re the recount. Yeah, because uh, it's a cool cover, and I actually yep. have one of those Gator face masks. And it's actually done. That artwork was something that Brian Silverbacks sold to them. Nice. That's so awesome. I, I actually wear a, a neck gaiter with with that art, and it was designed around the clown the clown face character from that book. So nice. You know, so that's, that's awesome. You know, so that's pretty cool. Um, and I got I got my uh, my I I had them pull a, a dead end kids. Uh, one in ten variant, yeah, because that's the uh, that's the the Ryan Kincaid. Uh, yep, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's doing a cover for Cult of Dracula as well. Oh, cool. Um, yep. So, yep, brilliantly talented artist. Pleasure to work with. Re really nice guy. He, he was doing a lot of like live drawings, like like mm -hmm. live sketch covers. And as soon as he started like sketching it out, people in the comments are already bidding on buying the final piece. I know, yeah. So talented. So you know, talented. So but he's got like I got to 
read uh, the first issue of Dead End Kids that came out today. Yeah, uh, I get to read that a couple of you know a few months ago, and I did a I did a pre you know a, a pre recording with uh, with Frank. And yeah. Funny story. Frank used to do what I do at Outright Geekery. Really, and, I didn't know uh, that. Prior to prior to this, he uh, he used to write articles and uh, and write reviews for Outright Geekery. Uh, well, that's awesome. About four or five years ago, so it was yeah. like, oh, it's kind of like a coming home reunion show. Yeah, but he he had sh- showed me like a couple of advanced covers that he could show me. And he told me about Ryan, Ryan's uh, connecting covers in the book. And mm-hmm. uh, the book is amazing. Yes, it is. Uh, it like blew me. Uh, that third page, as soon as I saw it at the very beginning of the book, mm. had, had mm-hmm. me crying, mm-hmm. had me crying like a bitch, mm. you know, cause I experienced that, you know, a lot yeah. of, you know, mo- most, you know, most of this new generation have, have no idea, you know, the actual impact of that to, you know, yeah. uh, us older folk. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so that's, that's the same shop that uh, I'll be getting both covers of, of uh, the new Source Point Pretz Cult of Dracula's at. So, yep. I know they ordered them because uh, they order everything. That's a great comic book shop. I'm glad you, you support know, them. You know, any anything that's on the order, pretty much anything on the order form, they'll order. Nice. You know, they'll order a, a nice fat stack of like a number one. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure in your case, uh, two nice fat stacks of number ones. I hope so. And... Uh, you know, and if, if they if they if they all sell good, they'll want a fat stacks of all the other ones too. So that's the way it works. But you know, I told him <laughs> I told him I wanted I, I wanted that too. He goes, I don't think that's out. Yeah, I go, no, it's not, but you have to order it in this you know, by to get you know, it. To you have to order it by Monday to 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 get it. So tell Jay. Jay will know. Jay, Jay messaged me and goes, goes, oh yeah, I ordered those like, like a, almost a month ago already. He's a good man. So, uh, <laughs> you know, those, those will be in there and I'm signed up over there to get those. And, I, you know, at the end of the month, I'll pay my invoice with them and they will mail me. All know, your copies. They'll, they'll mail me all my copies of, you know, all, you know, any books that are in there and, uh, they were also one of the uh, lucky shops that uh, will be carrying uh, Dinesh's uh, Bad Idea line. Nice. So, Such very cool. So, uh, but until next time, make sure you get on your comic shops. Get those copies of Cult of Dracula. They Please have until do. Mon- they have until Monday at midnight to order them. Make sure you get them. Sign up for them. <coughs> And uh, follow Cult of Dracula on Facebook. Follow Rich Davis on Facebook. And uh, that way you'll know what's coming out. If there are special covers coming out from 
Scorpion or this company or that company. Uh, I'm sure they will be shared out multiple times on the Cultural oh, yeah. Dracula page. So uh, follow them and, uh, you know, hit the, hit the little bell so you get notified of, you know, of everything that goes up. Yes, sir. And uh, I want to thank you very much for coming on. Uh, very enjoyable conversation with you as always. Yeah, thank and, you for having me. Oh, yeah. It, it's a blast. And hey, Wolfen, thanks for coming and hanging out. Yep. Thanks, Wolfen. I'll see you soon, man. Yeah. Just enjoying it because one day Rich will be. Oh, that's the same one I was reading. Yep. That's okay. Oh, that was a good one. You can say that one again. Okay. We'll put, <laughs> we'll put that back up again. There we go. <laughs> I'm like, I go, maybe you should say more successful than all of us. Right. Because yeah. bigger than Cause all of us tall. might. Yeah, bigger than all of us might just mean, you know, Rich has been hanging out with me eating gallons of ice cream and he's just, you know, packed out of pounds. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, man, thank you again for having me. It's always fun to chat with you. And I've had such a such a good time, man. And I really uh, I really hope your listeners enjoyed it. And um, I hope uh, I hope they'll go out and support Cult of Dracula and look awesome. forward to coming back again sometime soon. Oh yeah, uh, and I will. Uh, I will tag a bunch of people and uh, okay. Try to try to send them your way, and uh, we'll go from there. And and hopefully this is a huge success, and you know, people can get the trades after the uh, the arc is done. Uh, mm -hmm. Wolfen can get his uh, Omnibuy, and everybody will be happy. That's why we're doing it. Happy horrors, everybody. <laughs> Until next time, peace, love, and read some comic books. <laughs>